How is it going, the basketball universe? I am Nightmare Ninja, known on Twitter as Ninja Scott Season, also known in real life as Ryan, and I'm here with two of my boys, Three Cone and Nick and One. How's it going, guys? Uh, doing all right. Glad to be here. Uh, feeling good. Feeling good. So we've been talking for, I'd say years, because we know each other in real life, about doing a podcast, and you know, Sunday night in college. And you kind of just want to get going and do something productive that's not your schoolwork. So here we are. So our first topic for debate tonight is one that I've seen a lot on Twitter and one that someone of my mentions brought up to me. And I really thought it was a good idea to talk about. And I know Connor especially is excited to talk about it. I'm very excited. I'm, I'm an advanced stats guru. So I really like to look at stuff specifically about player improvement progressing over each season. And so I've, I've got some stats for us, but... Okay, so this was brought to you by one of my lovely followers on Twitter, and all my followers know everything, so clearly this is a very good take. And it was, Larry Nance Jr. has a legitimate shot to be the best player in the NBA this season. Connor, what do you think? You know, so from the past season to this, or the season before past to last season, Larry Nance Jr. upped his three-point percentage by three times. That means if he does that again, he will shoot over 55% from three this season on about seven and a half attempts per game, thereby making him the best three-point shooter, which is really the only hole in Larry Nance's game, including if he triples his assists again, he will average nine assists per game. And Buddy Heald, Buddy Heald's talking about he's the best three-point shooter in the game. You better watch out for Larry Nance. Nick, what do you think? I think Larry Nance has something to prove this year at the Cavs. They really want to get back to the finals like they were a couple of years ago. Him and Tristan Thompson are going to carry with that front court. They're going to get him back to the top of the East again this year. So there you have it, guys. Uh, Larry Nance Jr. is the best player in the NBA, and the Cavs are going to win the finals. East runs through them. East does run through the Cavaliers, as last year. All right. All, all, all jokes aside, uh, whoever tweeted that in my mentions, you're a great person. I'm sure, I'm sure your parents love you, but whatever. whoever taught you basketball needs to uh, – needs to take a step back and introspect on their life decisions. But on a serious note, let's get back to what we were going to go for today, which is an NBA season. Is that not serious? <laughs> is that I not mean, why I was here? Oh, uh, yeah. I, I know I told you guys we were doing an hour-long podcast on Larry Nance, but... I, I swear I joined the Larry Nance podcast Skype. We have been hoodwinked. Bamboozled. Let us stray. Run amok. Yeah. So... Let's get on to some relevant teams, shall we? Let's let's start with the East. Bucks and 76ers. I'm a little bit biased. I'm a 76ers fan, as most people know. If you guys didn't know, Cone is a Thunder fan. Once mm-hmm. used to be one of the best teams in the West. Now they're fighting for that eight seed. All right, this is not something we had to discuss right now. <laughs> and and my boy Nick, he is a Boston Celtics fan. I know a Sixers and a Celtics fan like reunion right now going on, but we can have civil conversation about our teams. But I digress. Anyways, so what do you guys think? Bucks and 76ers. I want Connor, I want you to start. What do you think about right. that matchup? Now, in my opinion, the it, I personally think the Sixers are going to win the East, and I feel like losing Brogdon is a bigger deal than a lot of Bucks fans are making it out to be. He just kind most of the time in the their playoff run it felt like he at a lot of times he was like the second best player on the court, even though it doesn't show up a lot in box score or like the, uh, the stat sheet Brogdon. I don't know. He just having someone who can shoot 40% from three, someone who can do 50, 40, 90 with solid defense can handle the ball. It feels like every team wants a player like him and they kind of just let him go. And I know they signed Wesley Matthews, whatever, 
George uh, Hill, baby. They've got they've got George Hill. I don't know. I just feel like that's a bigger loss than they're going to expect it to be. And at least with the addition of Al Horford, I feel like the Sixers are best able to lock down Giannis, especially with because um, like the Celtics have proven they ha- they can at least temporarily keep Giannis from going off. I mean, they never figured out Chris Middleton, uh, <laughs> but. Uh, Horford seem, is just one of those guys who's equipped to ha- help handle Giannis, and I feel like I feel like the Sixers are just better. Um, what do you think, Nick? Yeah, I think it, it'll be a t- those are two very good rosters on paper, but I think in a seven game series, if it comes down to it between them and the playoffs, it's just really going to come down to sh- uh, shooting. I really think that's going to be the main difference. Whatever team can get hot from three, because you got two very talented, good, well coached teams who can play defense. Whichever team gets hot from three will probably win every game in that series. And it'll probably matter who gets home court in the regular season. Because Giannis will have a really hard time driving on Ben Simmons. Or not Ben Simmons. On Embiid and Horford. (laughs) I mean, Simmons plays some good defense, man. Simmons can play good defense on him. But in the paint, when you're running in there with the trees of Horford and Embiid, it's going to be really hard to score. So he's going to need some help from Middleton and Bledsoe and the guys on the perimeter in a series like that. I agree, man. And uh, the Sixers have the legend Mike Scott, and I know the Bucks have no one near that uh, caliber of a player. If so. we're looking at the advanced stats, which you know I like to do, the Sixers have one Mike Scott to the Bucks zero Mike Scotts. Yeah, I mean, Mike Scott, if you're listening to this, then you need to rally the team together behind that advanced stat because I think that's the only thing we may have going for us this season is that we have you and they don't. Um, so I you – know, go ahead. I was just going to say, like, I really like, especially, so I, I know you've been absolutely ecstatic about the way Matisse Thibel has played as well. I, Very. Feel like, I just feel like there's no super weak defensive link on the Sixers. I know shooting is going to be an issue for them. Uh, ben Simmons hit a hit a three in the preseason, so we'll see if <laughs> he, 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 he did. Steven Adams also hit one. I was kind of upset not as many people talked about that, <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> I mean, maybe he'll start shooting him too. But if the Sixers can get, even if they can have Simmons be a little bit of a threat from out there, like if he if he's just going to shoot them. I mean, if Marcus Smart can be one of the best shooters in the league last year from three, then really anything is possible. One of the best <laughs> might be a bit of an overstatement, but he was better than average at least. Okay. I don't, I don't know about one of the best, but... <laughs> one of the best for his... I'll say one of the best for his standards. Yeah. But I think a real question with the Sixers, like, they've made a lot. I think I definitely like their offseason moves much better than the Bucks. But we're going to have to see how it all pulls together on court because they do have a pretty fresh lineup in there putting in Horford and Richardson. And I think the biggest question with them will be how will the offense run with Ben Simmons off the floor? Because their only other real point guard on the roster is Trey Burke. So we're going to Neto, see, the Brazilian kid. Yeah, that dude, Neto. Oh. Yeah, they picked him up from the Jazz. We're going to have to see how they can do and, like, if Horford and Richardson can run the offense effectively when Simmons sits down. Yeah, man, I think um, I think for both teams, it's going to be a matter of how they're doing within the season because we can debate now about how they are, but I really think it'll be more telling when the season starts because it's like what Connor said, how big of an impact will the loss of Malcolm Brogdon be and how well can the Sixers mesh together with this giant lineup they've assembled <clears throat> and their new bench. big boys. <laughs> yeah, very big boys. So big boys. It is pretty clear that, though, I think we can all agree that it's probably going to come down to the Bucks and Sixers, at least in the regular season. Anything can happen in the playoffs. But I think at this point, it's going to be a battle between them for that one and two spot of the East. Most likely. 
So with that being said, I want to go to the rest of the teams. I think we're going to start with, we'll start with the Celtics and the Pacers because those are the two teams that I think most people are slotting at the three and four spot right now. I've seen some other teams mixed in, but that's what I'm seeing for the majority of people. So let's start with the Pacers. Where do you guys think they have, what do you think they have for a ceiling this season? I'll go first. So, Really, it comes down to Oladipo. I haven't seen, like, any news on when he's going to be back. I've heard December or, like, January. It's pretty ambiguous, I think. I've heard a lot of optimism and a lot of, like, I don't know. If it goes that far into January and December, that could really screw them. Like, I don't know how well that team can hold up without them. They've got a lot of really solid players. They don't really – but outside of Oladipo, there's not, like, someone who's going to – Get, and now they're shopping Sabonis, which I guess I get. But at the same time, he's like a really good, he's a really good fit on most teams. I don't know. I, that's I was shocked to see that they're shopping yeah. him. Yeah, it's kind of questionable. I like some of their offseason pickups, but I think a big question, especially with Old Depot out, is who's going to be like the distributor? Because they signed Malcolm Brogdon, yes, but in his NBA career, he's never averaged more than four assists a game. And other than him, your options at point guard are like Aaron Holiday and TJ McConnell. And yeah, no slack to them. As a Sixer fan, uh, TJ McConnell can't run a run a playoff team's they, offense. They've got they've got two holidays now. They they go out there get that third holiday. I they mean, might be in business. Might be in business. We'll see. It's a bonus oh. for Holiday. Put the trio together. I don't think mm. Drew's going anywhere anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, they say he could win MVP. They're tripping over there. <laughs> if Drew Holiday wins MVP. I'm now I'm trying to like think of some kind of wager I'd do, but now I'm kind of scared. I'd get a Larry Nance tattoo if Drew Holiday wins MVP. <laughs> I will I will buy a I'll Larry. I will buy a Larry Nance jersey and go to Cleveland and get it signed by him and have him sign it as the best player in the NBA. <laughs> if if Drew Holiday wins MVP this season. Yeah, people were kind of sleeping on the Pacers lost a lot of minutes this offseason. They did. Now, they, they did have good pickups in like TJ Warren, Jeremy Lamb, I think Brogdon, three solid guys to come in. But they've lost Bogdanovich, they've lost Tyreek Evans, they've lost Corey Joseph, Darren Collison, Thaddeus Young. No great players, but that's a lot of good role depth there that you're losing. And you have a whole new core coming in now. A lot of cohesive. People take that for granted. Like, they've all played together and they kind of know each other's play style. You're putting in a lot of new players into a new scheme. Yeah. I don't know. I... Probably the poor Pacers are probably one of the unlucky having Darren Collison and Tyreek Evans just disappear from the league out of nowhere. Darren Collison retiring to what didn't he retire to be like a Jehovah's Witness or something yeah, like he that? He just spread, spread the word of his beliefs. And then Tyreek Evans got kicked out for illicit substances, so they lose two solid players to unbasketball related reasons, just kind of out of nowhere. I did like them drafting Goga, I think he's going to be good. Has he even played in the preseason yet? I don't think he has. I'm not sure. And if they keep Sabonis, how like much run can he really get with them already having Turner and Sabonis too? They, like they must like Sabonis a good or not Sabonis Goga a good bit if they're willing to give up Sabonis for something. Agreed. Uh, so let's move on now to the Celtics. We'll, we'll go to Nick's boys. I'll let Nick start out with that because even though Nick is a huge diehard Boston fan, he can be pretty impartial and give his team yeah, what sure. they deserve. So Nick, where are the Celtics sitting right now? So I think it's you could not lock in, but I think it's a good bet that we should be three C, top three, top four in the East. We should win forty more of the games than last year. We only won forty nine last year, which is a big disappointment. But with Kemba coming in, it's a whole different change of pace from Kyrie. 
He said he wants the utility or his uh, utilization to go down and not to have to carry so much, which I think will work really well with our young guys trying to stride up. Hayward looks like he's gotten some bounce back and more quickness in the preseason game so far. And our rookies have been impressive. I think if our second year, or not second year, if our the Jays, like Tatum and Brown, can make strides, and if Hayward can, he doesn't have to go all the way back to jazz form, but if they can make strides and he can return to form, it will be a very scary team to match up with on the wings with all the depth we'll have there and the different matchups they could throw at you. I think the Celtics could definitely win 52, 53-plus games this year with that team. Yeah, I think really it just does come down to the strike. Jalen Brown's out here saying he wants as much money as the Celtics could give him. <laughs> and if he's going to, he's going to have to play like that. It's going to be interesting to see how those two kind of develop. Jason Tatum's always been, has always been a little sketchy for me. He has a lot of potential, but just especially last year, just shooting hella mid ranges for no reason after working out with Kobe. Like Mamba uh, mentality, baby. Yeah. So if he can just kind of stick to what he does best, if he can drive, get a lot, get more free throws, shoot the ball from three, just kind of be a almost like a like a rocket style player where he doesn't shoot many mid range, just threes or layups. I think that'll go a long way for them. I think the Celtics had a killer draft. I cannot believe all the great oh, players. I complete, completely got. agree. No, Carson Edwards is ridiculous. Grant Williams is a really good glue player who's going to be like ready. Horford. He's going to be ready as soon as coming league. Taco Fall is just awesome. <laughs> like and watching him in the preseason, like everyone was terrified to go anywhere near him. And I feel like having just a special player like that to throw in on like inbounds plays or some shit like that can just kind of. It can kind of. It's, it's like special teams in football, man. You have him on your bench. Really, like, Taco Fall play. is the best special teams player in NBA basketball. And I don't know a lot about uh, Vincent Poye, but I know he's got hella drip from what <laughs> Nick has showed me. So the French man, that's if, important. If anything, they're going to be a really fun team. I think Nick's right. I think they'll win 50 ish games, definitely be a top three seed. And I don't know if they can compete with Milwaukee or Philly, but if they get hot at the right time, Kemba's ridiculous. If he, mm-hmm. if he can get hot and if the players can play like they're supposed, if they can make the jump like they were supposed to last season, then especially if Gordon Hayward can make some kind of return to form, he's the X factor, really. I drafted him in fantasy, hoping he could get a little bit back to where he is. The Fandle but... King, Gordon Hayward. Gordon Hayward stinks, remember? Oh, yeah, Gordon Hayward stinks. Uh, if you don't, y'all probably won't get that, but Brian, one time when we were playing Fanduel, said Gordon Hayward stinks and then picked him up for a Fanduel and he carried his team. That's when he played to... the Timberwolves. He feasted yeah. on the Timberwolves last year. He dropped 30 both times against them, I'm pretty sure. It's so like just remember, Gordon Hayward under. stinks. All right, I'll have, to, I'll have to keep in mind Hayward against the Timberwolves playing FanDuel in the future. All right. So, yeah, I think for the Celtics, though, it's just going to come down to, like, what Nick was saying. And, Connor, does Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum take that next step with Kyrie now out of the picture and Kimball Walker willing to give up some of the <clears throat> the ball handling and, you know, having the ball when it matters in crunch time to those guys? And will their big man defense be able to compete with some of these other teams because that's where I think might it might separate them because I really think they do have some good shooters and good rotation players. But having Canner and Hayward and Tatum and Poirier and Tice guarding 
like some of the these big men like Giannis and Bead and so on and so forth, it's just gonna be really tough for them to be able to hang, I think, at some time. So I think that along with what Nick was saying, can Gordon Hayward come back to at least somewhat to his jazz form? I think those are gonna be the X factors for the Celtics. But yeah. they can still be a really good team though. Our big man issue is, is probably def- that the big men are definitely the most glaring hole in the Celtics. But a couple seasons ago, when we had Isaiah Thomas, our bigs, our starting bigs were Amir Johnson and Jared Sollinger. And we were still tied for the best record in the East. Like, it will be problematic when we match up against teams like the Sixers, obviously. But Tice can hold his own sometimes on defense. He's not one of the worst players. Canther will only be coming off the bench. So against second unit centers, his offense will be a big advantage. So make his terrible defense more of a null factor. And Poirier is a big X factor, we can, or like a big question mark. He's seemed to look like one of our most mobile and best defensive bigs. So if he could, maybe he'll be the Embiid stopper for all we know. It's a lot left to wait to see. He is seven foot without shoes. He I, is tall. I would love to see Vincent that Poirier be the Embiid. Is that yeah. an official? That was uh, the uh, the new official measurement I saw. Ah, uh, it is. I'm basketball reference does say so. I'll trust them on that. All right, so moving on from the Celtics and the Pacers, I want to get to a couple of the teams that are probably going to most likely take up those middle range to lower spots in each playoffs. I'll let you guys address whoever you want. I'm just going to go over the teams real quick I have in mind. I have the Magic, the Heat, the Nets, and the Raptors. I think those, I think we can all agree those are the four teams that yeah. are really going to compete for those middle spots. So I'm going to start off with the Magic, and I'm going to have each of you do a team, so that way we can get through them all. So, Connor, I'm going to start you off in the Magic. Magic. I have a lot of magic. I have a lot of magic fans in my mentions. So, what do you think? What do you think they could do this year? Uh, first of all, I want to give a quick shout out to Noah Workman on Twitter. Uh, sorry, Terrence Ross bro- blocked you, bro. Uh, keep pushing forward. You can. I believe in you. Um, <laughs> but no, the Magic are a weird one. I've seen people say that they're going to be the three seed. I've seen people say they're going to miss the playoffs. I feel like they're such a like a fluctuate like fluctuating team. It's they're in a weird spot. When DJ Augustine hit that game winner against the Raptors and they took game one, it was one of the wildest things I've seen in so long. I don't. They just feel like a team that has so much potential. They've been so bad for so long, but I like so many of their pieces. I just don't know if it's enough to make a jump. Like I, Vucevic is great, obviously an all-star last season. I think Aaron Gordon is really solid. I think Jonathan Isaac is going to be a great player for them. Markel Fultz, if he can put it together, could he was a number one overall pick for a reason. And not even like a controversial, like Anthony Bennett type number one overall pick. He was the consensus number one overall pick. And I, I just don't know where to put them. I, f- I definitely think they'll make the playoffs. I think guard play could be an issue for them. I like their forwards a lot. Mm-hmm. But guard play is just a question mark because how good can Fultz be? They've got Michael Carter Williams, don't they? Evan uh, Fournier, he, Terrence Evan Ross. Carter, he was trying to fight Tyler Hero and Michael Carter Williams. Is one of the weirder <laughs> that is beefs the weirdest fight. That's I've one of the weirder seen. beefs I've ever seen in the NBA. Um, but you know, I guess you gotta do what you gotta do when you're Michael Carter Williams. Um, oh, I'm, they picked up Aminu, who I like a lot. I like him. I a defender. Yeah, I like him a lot. Uh, it felt like whenever the Thunder played the Blazers last year, Aminu would just do something crazy. I'd be like, "How? what is this guy doing? Um, <laughs> they've just got a lot of solid players. Muhammad Bamba, poor, guys, poor guy had a hip song named after him, and he doesn't get to play. We refer to him as Muhammad here. <laughs> yeah, we refer to Muhammad Bamba as Muhammad Yeah, they, Bamba. they drafted my man, so he had a hit song written um, 
in his honor. And then they signed Vucevic to this massive extension, and they're just like, oh, sorry, Mohamed, you're not uh, you're not our guy anymore. Kind of a strange pick. I get you usually try and pick like best player available in the NBA, but if they like they love Vucevic now, so I don't know what he's gonna do. But I think they have a they're one of the like better depth wise teams in the league. I just the lack of star power makes I really don't see them being higher than a five or a six seed. I, I would agree. Probably, I'd probably say around like six. Some Magic fans might hate me for that, but I'm feeling like this around the six-ish area for them. I can get behind that. I just think it's like you said, their guard play I think is the X factor. I think their wings can hang with most of other teams offensively and defensively. It's just mm-hmm. going to be that guard play. Yeah. So Nick, I want you to talk to me about uh, the Nets. Your former your former leader in quotation <laughs> marks is now their leader in quotation marks. So what do you think the what can Nets fans expect this year from their boys? Well, even with Kevin Durant out for the season, they still have a really solid roster put together on paper with a lot of three-point shooting. And I know that's what Kenny Atkinson likes to do. He likes to run up and down the floor and shoot a lot of threes. So I think their offense will be prolific and they will make a lot of threes. With Kyrie leading, questions there. You know, he might blame the young guys <laughs> after a loss. You don't know what's He might yell at Joe Harris for shooting. Damn it, Jared know. Allen. Yeah, I, but but I like their role players around him a lot. Joe Harris, one of the best spot-up three-point shooters in the league. Karis LeVert's been looking better every year since he's been in the league. The question with him is health, though. If he's hurt, that would be a big loss for them at the wing because behind him they're kind of thin. Torian Prince, I like the pickup. Maybe he could live to a little more potential than he was hitting in Atlanta. Jarrett Allen and DeAndre are one of the most solid like center duos in the league that any team has. So they definitely have a lot of talent there and could finish, like, around the five seed in the east but after really spencer dimley their bench is pretty questionable i like the pickup of david nuaba garrett temples uh wilson chandler suspended he's, he's there wilson <laughs> chandler suspended Karuk's, like beat his wife or something domestic abuse allegations i don't know what's going on with him but there's how did a garrett temple end up on the nets how, how did that happen so I'm, thinking, trade, I think, wasn't I'm thinking of five. No, he was a free agent signing. He was in the right. Kings last year. I think. Oh, we got traded. The Cl- no, got traded the Clippers. That's what it was. Okay. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. got. So they've got a lot of solid rotational role players, but I don't know if they'll be able to pull much higher than like five or six seed in the East. I agree. I think with Durant, they could potentially fight with the Celtics, Pacers, Sixers, Bucks, those teams. But I really mm-hmm. agree that Kyrie. I feel like he's just on a worse version of the Nets from or the the Celtics from last season. So I don't. I couldn't see them doing any better than the Celtics did last year. I have a, I have a really important quick thing on the Nets. Opinions on their new court. I know Nick said he hated it. it it's pretty ugly, man. I'm the not the colors it. just aren't it. Like I I for some reason like it. I can't tell you why. It look it's really weird. It's not no. It looks like something you would see on like my team in 2K. But <laughs> I just for some reason I don't know. I just kind of dig it. It looks, but, it looks like the lighting's off in, like, the gym. That's what it looks like yeah. to me. I don't understand it. <laughs> yeah, it just looks like it's a fuzz, like, non-definition version of what a basketball court should look like. <laughs> but, so, I think that instantly is going to move them down a spot in the standings. In yeah. My <laughs> they'll, they'll, they'll drop them. They'll drop them a little bit. I think uh, I think Kyrie's going to blame the court lighting on his uh, his next 2-for-15 shooting. Oh, my shooting. God. <laughs> Remember last year when he thought when the Bucks rolled out the Mecca court, he was worried because it was old or something. Yeah, he thought he thought that story? Old, the old Bucks Mecca court was the exact same one from when they used it like decades ago, and so he was <laughs> that the wood was old, and it was, it was like a brand new like repainted design. He's so weird, man. He's so talented. But he's so weird. Flat earthers, baby. 
All right. So, Connor, I'm going to let you pick this one and I'll let and we'll let Nick get the other team. So, Heat or Raptors? Who do you want to who do you want to dive deep on? Oh, jeez. Hmm. I'll go Raptors. They just they just picked up Siakam on that massive deal. A uh, max contract. So, the questionable Jalen Brown type money, baby. <laughs> Buddy Heald type money, if you will. Um, so he, uh, yeah, I'll talk about the Raptors. Uh, I'm fi- it definitely does. It definitely feels like really it's all going to come down to how Siakam develops. Cause if he plays, if he plays at like the same level he did last year, that contract is really bad. He, I, I'm hopeful and I expect him to take another step, but I mean, it's, he's had one good season in the NBA and now he's making Buddy heel Jalen Brown type money, so <laughs> not gonna let that one die. No, so I mean, I like I like that they cut Cameron Payne. That was a good. That was that probably was a good best, move. That was probably oh, the best did. move. Yeah, it was probably the best wow. move they made all off season. Uh, as a Thunder fan, uh, Cameron Payne, uh, better dancers than basketball player. So that was a good cut. Dallas Maverick uh, legend. Pre- Dallas Maverick summer league legend. <laughs> Skip Bayless's uh, finals MVP from last season, Fred Van Vliet, uh, like him a lot. Didn't he just sign a new contract with them or an extension or something this offseason? I believe he did get extended. Yeah, I thought something like that. Really what worries me about them is that now that they've got a lot of experience, they've got a lot of solid players, Kyle Lowry, Serge Ibaka, Fred Van Vliet. The depth kind of is not – their backup forwards are uh, uh, Chris Boucher – Malcolm Miller, uh, Stanley Ooh. Johnson, <laughs> Rondé Hollis Jefferson. Yeah, did you see the other uh, day Nick Nurse slandering uh, Stanley Johnson and Rondé Hollis Jefferson? No, he I did. did not. They asked him like, "How are the new guys setting in?" And he straight up was like, "Yeah, Rondé and Stanley Johnson are not getting like the team so far." Like he straight up just <laughs> called them out. Oh, I don't, I don't know the exact. Yeah, but I thought Stanley was Kawhi 2.0, three and three and D legend. I'll, I'll take the L on this. I really thought Stanley Johnson was gonna be a solid NBA player, and <laughs> he just not, he's just not, man. He's so bad, man. You know he's when the really... Pistons, when the Pistons give up on you, man, that's when you know. That's rough, dude. The Pistons hold on to some, some strange ass people. They've got Thon Maker still. Got oh my Maker, god, Thon Maker still in the league. How is this happening? Anyways, um, Marcus All is getting a little bit older. I see the Raptors as a anywhere from four to six seed. I'd probably say around six ish. I would um, say three or four is their peak, but that's only if like that's everything their peak, goes to plan. It, it definitely depends on. Uh, Ananobi's definitely gonna need to take another step. He's, I think, um, their X factor. Honestly, he really is. Uh, I know, I know a net. We know a Nets fan. The three of us. Uh, I, we know he did not like Rondé, so it seems <laughs> that him and Nick Nurse are on the same page there. Uh, but we'll see. Uh, Chris Boucher, I've seen Raptors fans like really like him. I don't know a lot about him, so maybe he can be something. He was awesome in summer. So really, it's just going to come down to now that Kawhi is gone and they have that kind of championship pedigree. Can the rest of the guys step up? Uh, can I don't... Kyle Lowry's big ass lead to the championship? <laughs> Kyle Lowry's going to be, need to be a little bit thicker if they're going to need to win a championship this year without Kawhi. And I don't know. I just see him as like a like a second round exit. Maybe they can up if they get a lower seed, they can upset someone in the first round. But I don't mm-hmm. see too much more than that. Uh, yeah, I don't see Siakam being like an All NBA player or anything yeah. crazy like that. Maybe maybe an All Star in a weaker East. I don't know. We'll see. But all right. And our last of the four teams, uh, one of them needs a hero, and Nick is going to tell us about them. <laughs> So, Nick, I want you to first talk to me about Dion Waiters. What the hell is going on with him? And then just give me your thoughts on the heat. 
they've been trying to get rid of him since they said like Christmas last year. They they were saying fuck Dion, but I don't. <laughs> Can we talk about? Do you guys remember when Dion Waiters went on that little run, like the Waiters Island run, where he it ended with the game winner over Clay Thompson? Just yeah. he shot there from like five, like ten feet behind the arc or something wild like that. That was Just, when they went thirty and eleven to close the season. That, that was, was that was and, so crazy. And they tricked Pat Riley into overpaying the entire core. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> their so contracts are so. So, what's the Heat starting five looking like for next season? Are they starting Justice at point or Goran? What are they doing? Do we know yet? We don't. I don't think we know yet. I feel knowing we know Pat. Dion, Riley, we know Dion's not starting. We know Dion's not starting this season. <laughs> uh, All right, on ESPN they got it as Justice, Hero, Butler, Olenek, and Bam, and I kind of fuck with that lineup. I think that's I, pretty I, good balance. I think that's what it's gonna be. That's, that's solid defense, that's solid good spacing. I don't know. The Heat they've got they've got good coaching with Spolstra. They've got solid veteran guys and like Dragic, Butler, and Olenek. I don't know. I think they could fight feisty, pull together, maybe be top four or five in the East, 48 wins or so maybe. Mm-hmm. It will really depend it. on how much Butler can like carry when he needs to. And if he vibes with their teams, we know if he doesn't like what's going on, he can quickly become a problem. Yeah. But if they keep that starting five, they'll have Goran Dragic, J- Derek Jones Jr. off the bench. Kendrick Nunn is a oh, new guy there. The 40-point assassin. He's been looking good for them so far. James Johnson, tough, one of the toughest guys in the league. They've got a lot of guys. Myers Leonard off the bench who dropped like 30 on Golden State. In the you know who they could really use? Chris yeah. Paul. <laughs> yeah, they should if, trade Hero for him, right? They should Connor? really trade Justice Winslow, Tyler Hero, Helio Linick, and Bam Adebayo yeah, for Chris for him. Paul. It and I, re- I really think, you know, that... I think that might make them championship. And then let Chi- and then let a team from China or Japan buy out Dion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then he can they, drop fifty points a game in China. If they solve that Dion headache, I think they've got a pretty good core here, and I think they have a chance of being one of the top half to <laughs> mid tier teams in the East. But it's a lot of question marks. I used to stand Dion Waiters for the longest time. I thought I thought <laughs> he was. Imagine st- if you're on Twitter and you see a Dion Waiters stand. Dude, me me and uh. Me and uh, at po- is it is he point Winslow season on Twitter Win- right no. now? Winslow Win- World. Winslow with no World. O. With no, no, o. With no O. Okay. We no O in the world. We used to stand. He talked to me about getting. He's a Heat fan clearly, but he used to talk about getting a Dion Waiters jersey, and we talked about how awesome Dion Waiters was. And they signed this deal, and then he's been a head case, and he's been hurt. And, and now he's fat, and they want to trade him. Yeah, now he's fat, and I realized the errors of the error of my ways, and. Remember when he like dueled against? Was it he dueled against in the Rising Stars game? Tim Hardaway Jr. Him and Tim Hardaway Jr. What a weird, what a weird <laughs> thing happened. They're pretty Tim, similar players. Dallas honestly. Maverick legend. They are kind of similar players. How did Tim Hardaway Jr. get that much money? I'm sorry, this is a completely different topic, but we should honestly separate, have a separate episode just for Dion Waiters, like a Dion Waiters chat. The Dion Waiters history and his yeah. legacy and just the legacy of all the weird bat, like just weird players in general who somehow managed to finesse a, a shit ton of money out of teams, yeah, spe- specifically the Miami Heat. Yeah. All right. So we've talked about pretty much what I would consider the contenders of the East. I know some Pistons fans are going to be coming from my throat because every time I count the Pistons out, they're like, we got Blake Griffin and Andre Drummond. We are we are championship For now. contenders. And Derek Rose. Yeah. But um so I want to talk about before we move on to the West, I want to talk about like which of these teams do you think could sneak in? So no offense to the Hornets, the Wizards, the Cavs, 
<laughs> and I don't Cavs, think they have a chance. But Cavs have the best player in the NBA coming up this season. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, but if, if my man Larry Nance gets injured, it's all over. They oh, it is over. It. They're a one-man show over I, there. I heard Kevin Love lost some weight, so I don't think they're going to be doing no, anything. No, Kevin Love's but, best when he's fat. That's what I'm saying. He lost some weight, so they're not going yeah. to do well. So, oh, wow. but I want each of you to give me your East sleeper. And I have it. I want you to pick from the Hawks, the Pistons, the Bulls, and I'm gonna throw the Knicks in here just because they did way too much to not have some sort of improvement. So Nick, we'll start with you. Out of those four teams, who could you see sneaking in? The team I've been gassing so far when I've been asked this question has been the Chicago Bulls. I think they have a lot of solid guys there this year, and I they're coaching. Who is the Boylan? Is his name right? Boylan. Jim Boylan. Yeah. Yeah. People. I I've heard a lot of questionable things about him, but I like their roster. They picked up Sadoransky and Thaddeus Young this offseason, who are no guys who are going to go there and be amazing. But those are two solid role players. Kobe White is a really hype guy in the draft. I watched him a lot in college as he's in the ACC with UVA. And I think they've got Otto Porter, who put up 18 on ridiculous efficiency there. I Zach couldn't believe Levine, that when you told me yeah, that. Yeah, he feasted last year. And then Zach Levine has said he wants to be more of a two-way guy this year. I think they've just got a lot of young guys, and if two or three, or like a couple of them blossom, like Laurie Markkinen and Wendell Carter as well, they could be mm-hmm. a team that could easily win, like, not easily, but they could be a team that could win 40 plus games and that might be enough to get you exactly in the the east that might be your 12 seed in the west but in the east where there's not a lot of certainty then i really think they could sneak in yeah the bulls are my pick there all right what do you think connor give me a different team hawks pistons (sighs) or knicks uh I'm just saying, you know, I'm not going to go with the, really for me. It's, I'm thinking about to the Hawks and Pistons. I looked at the Hawks roster. Y'all know they have Chandler Parsons now. I did know that. I did. Only, yeah. because, only because I got an injury update the other day that said he was out. And I was of like, course oh. you got an injury update for Chandler Parsons. Why am I not surprised? Um, I don't know. Like, I'm not going to go the Knicks. The Knicks have way too many power forwards to make any kind of noise. But honestly, I like the Pistons. Okay. I know we were just trashing them earlier about still having Thawne Maker and stuff like that. I feel like for the Hawks, they're just too young right now. I think they're gonna they have an, a ridiculous young core, and I think oh, they're yeah, gonna I be a, a powerhouse in a few years. But I feel like the Pistons specifically right now, they're not the depth is really what hurts them. But I, Rose had a good season last year. Blake had an, a phenomenal season. I'm a lot lower on Andre Drummond than a lot of people are. I don't think he's that great. I think he's one like an all-time level rebounder, but outside of that, he can't really do much. Those threes he shot in the preseason were oh, I don't. Hopefully, hopefully for. No, what are you talking fans. about, bro? He put, he put on a clinic. I've been no, uh, I've been trying to mimic his shot in the gym. Hopefully for Pistons fans, they don't see many more of those. But uh, Bruce Brown, solid. Tony Snell is okay. The depth, is really, the depth is really what hurts them. Now look at this roster. I wish I'd picked the Hawks, but uh, <laughs> no. Hey, don't don't forget they picked up Markeith, former Thunder. That's leader. true. I, I do like Markeith. He didn't play a lot with us, but I do like him. Christian Wood was solid for the Pelicans. Joe Johnson, ISO Joe. Oh, ISO they Joe? do have big three MVP Joe That's Johnson. On. Veteran caliber caliber leadership and experience with a winning pedigree, right the there. Pi- the Pistons just feel like a team that always just barely misses the playoffs or sneaks in, and or I feel they like they get absolutely crushed by the Bucks. Yeah, I definitely see the Pistons as a team that, like, I could see them getting in as, like, a 7 or an 8. Um, really, it's just going to depend. Their depth is god-awful looking at it now. Jeez, guys, they couldn't pick up, like, one solid veteran. 
They have Tim <laughs> Frazier now, too. Oh, okay. I think you guys should trade on Mike Muscala. I think that would really help them out. I mean, I would love to. You know who they could really use? Chris, Chris Paul. Paul. <laughs> I mean, actually, never mind. I don't like. Oh, I mean, Saku. I like Saku coming out of the draft. Uh, I don't know how ready he's going to be yet. He feels more like a few years. He seems like, more like a project a, player. Yeah, he seems more like a project guy, Which but I think he'll be really good. He's still trying to compete. Yeah, team is trying to compete, drafted him. I don't know. I feel like he could be really solid in a few years. But the Pistons just seem like a team that could sneak in as like a eight, seven or eight, win a game or two, and then bow out. And poor Blake Griffin tries to carry the whole team. That series was awful when Blake Griffin was out last year. I but, know. Yeah. All right, so, so before before we move on to the West, I just want to say a couple more tidbits about the East. My pick out of those four would be the Hawks. I just think they have so much shooting, and I just think they're honestly just going to, like, out-youth some teams in, like, a good way. Like, they're just, like, you'll have, like, Andre Drummond trying to get back to the other side while Trey Young's shooting a half-court three and making it somehow. I don't know. I just really think they're they're just fun to watch, and I think their energy and their, like, athleticism oh. will surprise some people. They're going to be so much fun to watch. Them and the I Pelicans, are, I, I, cannot, I cannot wait to watch either of those teams. And just in the Knicks, that um, I don't remember who, which uh, beat reporter tweeted it out, but somebody said that they were having some arguments about too many players for the same <laughs> position. It's wow, who it's could have seen signing five power forwards would be an issue? It's unfortunate. No, I, like, who would have thought I'm, that signing Alfred Payton when you already have DSJ to play point guard and signing Marcus Morris, Bobby Portis, Taj Gibson when you already have Mitchell Robinson and sign Julius Randle with most of your money? I mean, who could have seen any kind of conflict happening? It definitely wasn't were, either of us. They were a young team making signings. like They were like a team that's trying to add veterans to make a playoff run. Exactly. It didn't make any sense. They really traded Porzingis for like DSJ and, <laughs> and cap room to sign Marcus Morris. <laughs> they just thought if they traded Porzingis for cap room to sign four power forwards, they could combine them and make to be one Porzingis. to be Porzingis. They have Julius Randle for the height and the uh, the block ability, I guess. They got Marcus Morris's shooting, Taj Gibson's veteranness, I guess. It's intangibles. <laughs> Bob, intangibles. Bobby Portis's meme ability. I don't know. Bobby Portis's fighting. His, his wow. toughness. Why why did Marcus Morris throw that ball off? Whose face was that? Justin why Anderson. Why did he do that? What was the point of that? That's something Dion would have done, honestly, for being real. That, that is something Dion would have done. All right. And I know I know he's been in the season in the NBA for one season, but Kevin Knox just really he's not... he stinks. <laughs> I'm sorry. He's so bad. I don't like Archie Barrett either. <laughs> And the thing is, Knox, where he's not gonna get to play a lot because they're gonna have Barrett and like they have a bunch of. I just they have so many wings. And I Wayne like, Ellington. Dude, they Wayne do Ellen. have Wayne Ellington. They have Reggie Bullock too, don't they? Yeah, they yeah, do. He's hurt though. I don't know how long. This he's is like out a for. whole new team they signed, and it's so mid. <laughs> it is the most mid team I've ever seen. Like Elford they're not gonna Peyton, triple double alert. Frank Nitalikina <laughs> sucks, dude. Like, they're definitely going to improve from last year. I think you got to be kind of stupid if you think they're really not going to win more than 19 games or whatever they won last year. I'm pretty sure it was 19. I think it was 19, yeah. But to make all those moves, and you're probably going to win about 30 games, I'd say that's about what their cap is, in my opinion. Like, that's an 11-win improvement, but an 11-win improvement from 19 wins isn't saying much. I could, I could, they have a lot of solid role players, given they play the same role, but... (laughs) I feel like they. I feel like they could pull off like a like a low. Mid, I feel like they pull off like a mid thirties. I feel like the East has a lot of teams that it's just hard to place them because they I could, agree. they have such a flexible range. Um, but I guess I guess we'll see with the Knicks. They yeah, struck we, out. They struck out in Durant, so they signed 
Julius Randle, Taj Gibson. It, you know, I've heard someone call Taj Gibson the bald Durant. So we'll see <laughs> if he can bring that to the court. But I don't know. <laughs> All right. So that's enough about the East. So we're going to get to the West. And the West, just as much as the East, honestly, you, I think for the West more so, you kind of know who's going to be in it. Like the East, I'd say there's like 10 or 10, maybe 12 teams you could say have a shot of getting in. But I think for the West, it's going to come down to maybe eight or eight or nine with like maybe an exception. So we're going to start off talking about that eight seed because I think we already know who's probably going to be top seven. So I want each of you to talk about who you have at that eight seed right now. Uh, I don't know. Um, let me let me look at the West Innings last year real quick and see who I'm thinking. Because that eight seed could be a lot of teams. Yeah, I have it down to the Kings, the Thunder, the Spurs, and the Pelicans. I think that's where I have it at. If you I think the other seven get into the playoffs. I could you see it. You can never count the Spurs. I uh honestly may, maybe that Spurs team, but the Kings are also pretty solid. Uh, the the Pelicans I like a lot, but the fact that uh, Zion's gonna be out to start the season, those few games they could lose without him. I agree. Could That's really much in the West. Yeah, they could really hurt in the West. The Spurs uh, have a really good bench, so their starting lineup right now is projected to be Dejounte Murray, Bryn Forbes. DeRozan, Aldridge, and Pirtle. And that's not, like, fantastic, but that still has Aldridge and DeRozan, which is two very solid players. Yeah. Off the bench, you're going to have Derek White, who impressed a lot last season. They picked very up pretty Damari, They picked up Damari Carroll in free agency, who's nothing great, but he can make threes and play solid defense. They have Rudy Gay, who can instantly jump in and drop, like, 20 at any time. Yeah. Lonnie Walker. They got Trey Lyles, who was solid in Denver. They got Marco Bellinelli, who's a great shooter. I think they just have a lot of solid players. I don't want to hear about the Spurs shooting. I don't want to hear about the Spurs shooting. In case y'all forgot, the Thunder played. Nick was actually – I was with Nick. All three of us were watching the game. All three of us were watching the game. When the Spurs hit like 15 threes in a row against the Thunder, they just kept making them. Everyone was getting super hype, and I wanted to die. And then the Thunder went. Didn't that game go like overtime or something? It, it went to a so. bunch of overtime. Marcus Aldridge dropped. It definitely 50. did. It went yeah, to a bunch a, of overtime. That was an Aldridge game. Just for my heart to get broken, man. That Thunder team last year broke my heart so many times. It's like yeah. I'm. I'm not gonna talk about my. Oh, by the way, the Knicks won 17 games. Now that I'm looking oh. at. Ooh. But, oh. Uh, yeah, not great. But yeah, I feel like. I just feel like it's impossible for the Spurs to miss the playoffs. So I feel like it'll be them. But that eight spot, there's so many. The Kings, the Spurs, the Thunder, if we don't trade anyone, maybe could slip in there. Say Carl Anthony Towns has a massive season. Andrew Wiggins remembers oh, that he likes to play basketball. Don't, 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 don't no, talk about man. Timberwolves. Nah. Uh, that's, no. like a, that's like a, a – Maybe if they trade for Chris Paul, they'll that's be like a do, That's like a doomsday level like occurrence if the Timberwolves sneak into that eight spot. Um Half yeah, the teams honestly, in the West would have to die for that to happen. Honestly, I'm pretty. Yeah, I'll probably have to go with the Spurs team too. The Kings are still young. I can't. I think it'll between be between those two teams, the Kings and the Spurs, really. I think so too. But, I think yeah. y'all, as in the Thunder, have a legitimate shot, but I really, really doubt you guys keep the whole unit together. No, right? I don't. I don't see it either. I don't see us being healthy enough either. I feel like Gallinari gets hurt a lot. Chris and Paul. Chris Paul. I just don't see it happening. I hope we eventually deal one or both of them uh i don't know how healthy roberson's gonna be he was supposed who? to come back who? andre roberson i know uh, i don't know who that man is if um, you remember him um he's the guy who can't do anything offensively 
Uh, I, I like the Kings bench a lot, actually. No, their bench, Corey I think, I'd Joseph, argue their bench is the best. In the Corey NBA. Joseph, Bogdanovich, Trevor Ariza, Bialica, and Harry Giles is a very solid five-man unit off the bench. Bogdanovich was ridiculous in the, uh, the World Cup. And they also picked up Dwayne. I like their pickups. Dwayne Demon, Corey Joseph, Trevor Reese, a bunch of just solid veterans who have won. Like, it just all depends, I think, on Fox and Heald. I think if they mm-hmm. can step it up that next level. And, and Marty Bagley, too. If he and Bagley. Yeah. If he plays like he did at the end of last season, he was amazing. He was really good. Yeah, it, I think it's between them and the Spurs, definitely. I agree. All right, so moving on from that eight seed. Oh, wait, real quick, before we move on, what about Dallas? Because I had a lot of people ask me about Dallas. What do you guys uh, think about I know getting Chris stops is cool and all, and you have Luca, but the team around them, just especially in this West, is just not. It's just not a team that can pull it off, in my opinion. Their other three starters are projected to be Delon Wright, Justin Jackson, and Dwight Powell. Like that's not going to cut it. Yeah, it I agree. Won't. I think their top two guys are definitely can like compete with most of the other guys in the NBA, especially if KP's healthy and back to his old form. But mm. they just have don't have the depth, don't have the pedigree. And the West is too stacked. I could argue in the East they'd be a pretty relevant team. But... Yeah, in the East you could argue they might make the playoffs, but I don't know. I just feel like they have too many. There are too many holes on the team. They've got star power in Luka and Kristaps, but it feels like you need at least, especially in the West, like a solid supporting cast. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've got some players like Seth, Seth Curry, the great shooter. Dorian Finney-Smith is solid. Justin Jackson. He's solid. We talked about Tim Hardaway Jr. earlier. He's not that solid. Um, <laughs> I like DeLon Wright a lot. I like Jalen Brunson. But these are all like good, like solid players. They're these not are really... guys that these are guys that like eat minutes and like play a role. These aren't guys that are gonna like put you over the Blazers or the Spurs or the Kings or any of these other yeah. teams that are gonna be fighting for these last couple spots. Yeah, I just don't see it. I it would be cool if they made it. I'd love to see Luca and Kristaps make the playoffs, but. I don't see it. All right, so we're going to start off with the uh, the L.A. teams at the top of the West. So I want Nick, talk to me about the L.A. teams. Who do you like better and why, and how do you see their season progressing? Uh, I like the Clippers better, much more balanced roster after their top two guys because I don't know how much – who's the fourth best player on the Lakers? Like, it's Dwight Howard? <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> – the Clippers have a lot of role players, too, who can shoot threes and play defense, and that's the optimal build in today's league. Like having Beverly, Shamit, Lou Williams, Harkless, Jamichael Green, Montrez Harold to go alongside Kawhi and Paul George, that's just a bunch of guys who can help them out. I don't think either of these two teams will finish top – I don't think I don't even know if either will be like top two in the West. Because they're going to be load managing all season with Kawhi, George, LeBron, and Davis. But those two teams are definitely the two teams you don't want to mess with the most in the playoffs in the West, I'd say, as of right now. Yeah, what do you think, Connor? I, if I'm being real, I really liked the Clippers last season. But after the the theft of Paul George, and <laughs> I really don't like the Clippers, man. I don't want to see him do too well. But I, right now, I, I don't see a way around saying that they're the better team. Um in a, in a, ma- a matchup wise, the Clippers are going to have a lot of problems with Anthony Davis if as long as he's healthy. Like I love Montrezl Harrell and all, but he's he's six he's six. I, Anthony Davis is only I think around like six ten now after the re measurement thing, but I don't know. It just feels like the Clippers were so solid last year, and then they added Kawhi Leonard, and then they added Paul George, two of the probably the best two two way players in the league. I feel like. 
Yeah. I feel like their their defense is going to be insane. And they really didn't sacrifice much either. Oh. And then they've got a good shooter in the lineup if they start Landry Shamit. I think he With should. Lou off the bench. Yeah, I think he should start. Keep Lou off the bench. So a starting lineup of say Patrick Beverly, Landry Shamit, Kawhi and George at the uh, three and four, and then you can they're going to start Zubak. I don't think Zubak Zubak's solid. I don't think he's that great, but I guess keeping Montrez off. That well, um, actually, with, with PG not starting the season, they're actually going to start Jermichael Green at the fours. From what oh, I've I seen. forgot he's not going to start the season. Hmm. Really? I, they're going to start Green over Harkless? That's what I've seen because they want the size. Because if you, they okay. play the Lakers in the opening night and they have oh, okay. JaVale oh. and Howard and AD, That's Mo true. Harkless is not going to be able to I stop think Harkless will be a guys. better option for most teams, though, because he's just, more it'll be matchups. I think it'll be based on the matchup. But against the Lakers, where they have that, those yeah. twin towers, the four and the five, I don't think that's a good choice. Yeah. That's hmm. really, it, I think it just comes down to the f- really the forward play and the big play. I feel like guards, like neither team has exceptional guards. What do you mean? But, Rondo's very exceptional. Uh, exce- exceptional at trying to beat the shit out of Chris Paul. Um, <laughs> but no, neither team really has great guards. Really, it's just down to the forwards like LeBron, Kuzma, and then obviously that duo isn't as good as... Kawhi and George, but then Anthony Davis is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Well, um, a big difference. Lou Williams is better than all the guards and the Lakers put together. Oh, yeah. Even their starters. Yeah. So I think the Clippers are definitely the better team. Um, although I will never bet against LeBron um, in the playoffs. So oh, baby. I hope we see a series between them. It would kill me if we didn't get to see a series between them this year. Um, but we'll see. Uh, like, like you guys were saying, I don't see either of them probably being top two uh i think i have i think i have i'd probably have them at like maybe three and four uh three and five four and five stuff like that there's a reason why you guys have them lower just because of like injury concern and like new players putting together because skill level they obviously they have i'd argue the four four of the top five or six players in the west are on those two teams yeah uh, it's all load management it's just it's just load management like Anthony Davis is going to rest. LeBron's older. He probably won't want to rest, but he definitely will rest. You know Kawhi will rest again. Paul mm-hmm. George is starting the season hurt. He's going to rest. So both teams are going to lose some games per- just because they're resting players. He's going to piss off a lot of fans, and probably Adam Silver might issue some fines. But uh, I don't know. I feel like it'll just come down to – it would be kind of crazy if they both did a lot of load management and ended up 4-5 and five and we saw a first-run series between them. That would be, be insane. That would be ridiculous. Uh, I don't know if that will happen or not, but, uh, I mean, with the load management, you never know. I feel it's like possible. Both, I feel like both teams feel like they can absolutely beat whoever in the playoffs. Yeah, I, don't, I don't think they're worried about home court. So no, they're definitely reason. not worried about home court. Um, but – all right, so before we move on to some of these other teams, real quick, I saw this. I don't know if you guys have seen this, but have you seen the Gilbert Arenas-Lakers lineup that he suggested the other day? No, I have not. All right, so he said that if the Lakers had a lineup of LeBron at point, Kuzma mm-hmm. at the two, AD at the three, and Dwight and JaVale at the four and five, that nobody could beat them. Nobody. That's what um, he said. Gilbert I Arenas think... once brought a gun into his locker <laughs> room. And I, I think that I think along with that, and the lineup, that's like two strikes. The third strike, I feel like he just, they just need to like put, keep him in a facility for a little bit to like rehab his mental state. Um, I mean, I guess if you're trying to match the Sixers with their massive lineup, <laughs> I guess you except the Sixers have a uh, mobile player. Can you imagine like Dwight Howard and JaVale and Anthony Davis all in the court at the same time? 
Can you imagine Dwight chasing Al Horford around the perimeter like, for a whole game? <laughs> imagine, imagine Dwight Howard chasing around like a Paul George <laughs> at the four. Like, or, even, or, or even like LeBron chasing like a really fast guard like a Kemba or a Mitchell or someone like that. Yeah, LeBron didn't play the defense like it was, he was on the Heat. So I could see him running the one. They could start him at the one. I don't think he'll guard the other team's point guard. But like, if they did no. that lineup, you'd have to put like Kuzma on the point guard. Yeah, who guard? Imagine. Yeah, who Kuzma's guards gonna be everyone? pushing LeBron onto the point guard. If you have that lineup, who guards everyone? Imagine Kyle like, Kuzma guarding against the Clippers. So Kyle Kuzma guards like Patrick Beverly. If we're going by the lineup. Who does LeBron guards Landry Shamit? You've okay. got AD on Kawhi. You've got Dwight on Paul George. <laughs> I mean, you've got JaVale on Zubak, I guess. Yeah. <sighs> that, I mean, it's that one or two mismatch that I think is the worst part. It's so bad. Oh, my God. I can't even imagine Dwight. Like, I think Dwight's going to be solid for them this season. But if you're trying to have Dwight Howard chase around – imagine Dwight Howard trying to guard Giannis, like no, chase him around on the perimeter. Or James Harden drags him out on a switch. James Harden drags Dwight Howard out in a switch with like yeah you could have the power forward just set a screen to get the switch between Kuzma and Howard and you've got Dwight Howard on James Harden oh my god no no All thank right, you so I just thought you guys should hear that I saw that on Twitter this afternoon I am appalled that is it is like 30 minutes into the new day and I my day is ruined <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right so we're gonna move on now to some teams that uh don't have as much star power as the Lakers and the Clippers but I believe that a lot of people think they could still be just as good, if not better, in terms of regular season record. So we're going to talk about the Nuggets and the Jazz right now. So mm-hmm. I've got a lot of Jazz fans wondering where you think their ceiling is. So what do you guys think about that? I think they could be the one seed. I truly I, do. I agree. I think they could be like the Nuggets from last year. In they, terms they're they're going to push hard. They have guys. They have pretty – Mike Conley gets her a fair amount. But other than that, they have guys who play a lot of games. They have guys who will try really hard the whole season. They have a good coach. They'll really value that home court in the playoffs because that might be a difference for them. And I think we could see them winning games upper 50s, like 57 or so. They have a really well-rounded lineup, solid players off the bench, good defense all around. They'll be a team to watch out for in the West. Yeah, I, I, I've got this like weird thing in my head that I, I see them as the two seed. I think they could get the one seed, but I definitely see them as like a probably like a two seed type team. Like you were saying, the Nuggets from last year, a really solid team, plays good team basketball. Uh, they won't have a Jokic, uh, who's like a, a fringe MVP candidate, which I think hurts them a little bit. But they're just such a solid team. They've got so many good role players off the bench too. Uh, Ed Davis, I really like off their bench for them. They made me think. They made me think of the Hawks team that one, that we got that one. It does make me think. Yeah, all I agree. Really just, good. Just more star power, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, which is which could work. Um, I mean, they're a team good enough to win a championship. Do I think they they'll pull it off? No, but I think they're a team that has the talent to win one. But yeah, that's like. That's that's we were talking about this in person the other day where we all agree that the Jazz could potentially be a top two team, but we could also see them just as easily getting first rounded by like a Golden State that mm-hmm. sneaks into the seventh yeah. seed or like a Portland team or something like that. Mm, not Portland. Golden State upsetting the Jazz in a two seven seed matchup is like my that's like my bold prediction for the season that I've been like sticking with. I could absolutely see Curry keeping the Warriors afloat long enough till Clay gets back. And then when that that team coming back into the playoffs, Curry, D'Lo, Clay, Draymond, Willie Cauley Stein, that team's scary. That team's scary good. Uh, Looney, you just use Willie Cauley Stein in the same sentence as scary. Uh, yeah, I mean, 
Yeah, I would Maybe say scary to watch, but I wouldn't say scary to play against. I mean, for the Warriors standards in in this in these past runs uh, or this run of success, their their centers really have not been much better than Willie Cauley Stein. Well, I like Looney. I think Looney's better. Than I really Cauley like Looney. Looney. I think he's he is better. I think they said they were going to keep like play him off the bench, but no, I like the, I like both of them. But I could absolutely see, and I'm. It, I need. I still want to make like a formal prediction tomorrow before the the season starts, but I definitely could see the Warriors pulling off a two seven upset on the Jazz just purely because. Or like uh, the Nuggets, I could see them doing it to like a couple different teams. Mm-hmm. Just like, some of those teams without the star power. Like I think yeah. if the Clippers or Lakers somehow played against them, they might be able to overpower them with yeah. their stars. But these teams that have like a lot of solid above average players. But and you put Curry, Steph, and D'Lo against them, like mm-hmm. I wouldn't give the advantage to these teams of the higher seed whatsoever. Yeah. All right. So what about the Nuggets? Because we were talking about how the Jazz could be like the Nuggets from last year. But what about the Nuggets this year? They clearly made some good improvements. They stole one of Connor's favorite players from the Thunder for basically that, nothing. That was a sneaky pickup. And that, that makes me so sad. I loved him. I, oh, damn. Yeah. They didn't really uh, lose anybody either. Like I don't. No. They they kept pretty much all their contributors. They have a healthy Michael Porter Jr. They added Jeremy Grant. I think they they will also <laughs> compete with the Jazz for a top three. Them the Jazz Rockets. And Nuggets, I think, will really tr- push hard for that one seed. I, I think we'll see them fighting heavy for it. So I don't know. I've with the Nuggets, what worries me about them is even though I think they, I think their defense wasn't that bad last season, but they just don't have a lot of solid defenders in that lineup, uh, especially with Paul Millsap, who has always been a solid defender, aging. Um, yeah. Although Jer- Jeremy Grant, I really like him. He's really solid. He was solid defensively for us. I, like Nick said, I think that's a really sneaky pickup, and. They're one of those teams that I also could see, like I could also see them getting like a seven seed or something like that. They have like an injury or they just don't like figure it out completely against some of these stacked like like the Lakers. They just don't have so much star power. I could see them losing some of those games, but they could they could pull off an upset of some kind. There is so much upset possibility in the West this year. That's going to make the playoffs so much fun to watch. Looking at the Nuggets right now, I'm kind of realizing. They they don't have like a Kyrie Irving or anyone who will cause issues like that, but they might run into the issue of too many mouths to feed. Looking at their team, because they oh, have yeah. a lot of guys who play like the same positions and the same minutes, mm-hmm. who were role players last year, who might have significantly decreased roles this year. And I think yeah. that might run them into some issues. Because I see like twelve guys in this team who are rotational players in the NBA, and that well, might yeah. be problematic. It's like. It's like what you're saying with um like we've been saying earlier with like the Knicks and some of these other teams like the 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 <clears throat> the Nuggets didn't really lose anybody but they added they added Jeremy Grant they added um Michael Porter Jr. who's gonna play this year and he's been looked really well and he's gonna be fighting for some of these minutes and you have some of these other guys like Will Barton was a starter for a lot of last season and they, he got they really do good have a lot of forwards eventually. you have Beasley oh. and Morris who played some really good minutes last year Tory so, Craig. Mm-hmm. Juan Hernan, uh, Hernan Gomez. They got a lot of guys who will be fighting for minutes. I That's agree. Crazy. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I feel like that could that could definitely be a problem because sometimes you run into a problem with having too many like solid players on your that, roster. That was a big problem with the Celtics last year because they just like. Yeah, I was about to say the same thing with the Celtics. Yeah. yeah so a, I haven't realized that honestly until like just now, basically. 
Yeah, but I I think both the Jazz and the Nuggets kind of fall in the same category of less star power. We can argue Jokic is a star, which I think he is, but clearly not in the same conversation as like Kawhi Harden. on an AD and those guys. But I do think both of these teams have just as much potential to get a one or two seed as they do to fall down lower and then have mm-hmm. an upset either way. Like either an upset, get upset by a team that gets a higher mm-hmm. seed or upset a higher seed. I think any of those scenarios are possible. Yeah. While we're on the topic of Jokic real quick in the Nuggets, uh, the big debate going around, who is the best center in the league? Uh, Jok- uh, we, know, Jok- we know how or, I feel about Jokic that. Jokic or Embiid. Uh, I personally, I've talked about Ryan with this. I don't know if I've talked about this with you, Nick, but I also think it's Embiid. Um, if, Embiid thought- stays, if Embiid stays healthy and like plays a large amount of games and keeps putting up stats, he does it on both ends way more than Jokic does, and you really have to consider that because what were what were Embiid's stats this year? Let me pull this up real quick. He was he he, was he had like MVP caliber numbers almost. Embiid I, is, I don't know if we we're going to talk about this later or not, but M, Embiid is my MVP pick. He averaged twenty eight and fourteen last year, and he was is, a defensive player of the year candidate. He is yeah, ridiculous. I have Twitter told me that Jokic is more insane. of an offensive threat. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah. maybe passing, but he will not put up. He, he will not dominate in the paint like Embiid does. I'm not. I'm nowhere near as scared to face off against Nikola Jokic as I am when you face Joel Embiid. Yeah. Embiid is. I think he will win as long as he stays healthy. He is my MVP pick going into this season. So Man, you just gained some big brownie points for me, dog. I, I've told you this before. You know. You know. I think Embiid's gonna win it, or he should win MVP. I don't know. I feel like he's he's also got like a narrative behind him. With the whole narrative of completing the process, and they lost on that miracle shot last year. They just barely got taken out by the champs. It became a meme with the crying video. Yeah, I feel. I feel like redemption. he's got. I feel like he's got like this whole. Rede- I feel like there's this definite redemption arc, and the Sixers completing the process that every MVP needs some kind of narrative behind them. Mm-hmm. So I could definitely see it being him. Uh, they might rest him if they're playing really well. But we haven't really talked about uh, the Rockets too much. What do you guys think of the West- Russell Westbrook pickup? We'll let you go first on that, Connor, because... Uh, oh, my God. You're really going to make me go first on that? I can do I mean, that. It was your jersey I hung on the ceiling fan oh, and waved around the room as a... Man, as a... <laughs> Russell as a Westbrook always has been and will be my favorite player. Uh, so sad to see him go. I think him and Harden are going to be an awesome backcourt together. They as obviously as... like each other. They went to the Astros game together and were waving their little oh, scarves they were, around. They were hanging out, man. It was, it was cute. Horrible. It was like a little date they were having. Uh, but I definitely think Russ is going to have to buy into the system as someone who wa- who has watched him for years. Uh, he really likes to do kind of his own thing. So if he buys into the system, which I think James, I just called James Harden James. That's weird. Uh, if Harden can get him, get him to buy into it, like I think he can, I personally think they're going to be the one seed. Uh, I do too. I think, I think they will be the one seed. Maury is... Maury's kind of a genie in putting together these like rosters that just yeah. Gel I, could, together. I could see him grab some like really good role player at the deadline too, because mm-hmm. he always yeah. finds a way. He they always find a way to improve their team. Their team always plays probably usually above the sum of their parts. Like they've just had James Harden kind of carrying the team with Chris Paul being hurt a lot, and they've been they've been so good. Um, so I I don't know. I see them. As, I have them as my one seed. I feel like they're gonna gel pretty quickly. I don't think they'll be able to take down one of the LA teams. I think those two teams just have too much star power for them. And I don't think Clint Capella could handle Anthony Davis or Dan Wellhouse and PJ Tucker can handle 
Paul George and Kawhi. I just don't think it'll happen. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I think I think they'll be the one seed. Yeah, I'm with Connor here. I think I think they're my one seed, but I wouldn't put them as my championship favorite. I still think that's going to be one of the LA teams because I think, like we were saying, I think the Rockets, um, Jazz, and Nuggets are going to fight a lot more for that home court advantage and to get those top seeds. But I just really, I really like Russell Westbrook on that team. I, I know he's not a three-point shooter, but I mean, just to have that element of the ISO ball and having another person who can play play the ball other than Harden and give Harden a break too, like exactly. He, he, yeah, he's like, gonna have, he he's gonna break eventually. He's he gonna... burns out in the playoffs every year because he's tired of carrying. This exactly. year, if he doesn't have to do it so much, he might be able to keep up his prolific production. And being able to have one of those two on the court at all times, two of the best passing guard passing players in the league mm-hmm. and their ability to both ball handle i i just feel like and the all oh, clint capella must be salivating the lobs he's gonna get Dude, the preseason matches i've watched there have been some really good plays between him and russ a lot they're gonna be such a fun team to watch they're just gonna run and i i've hated watching the rockets play basketball i hate i hate watching james harden just iso shoot a three draw a foul shoot free throws it's so boring to me i like it i like it i mean i I, this might be a hot tape i like i like watching the rockets oh i do too i don't think it's boring to watch at all harden's awesome i just don't i don't really like his style of play but i think with russ they're gonna be running they're they've got some athleticism clint capella is gonna be catching a bunch of lobs you're gonna they're gonna be a like human highlight reel so they'll be fun to watch i think this year and like i said probably the I don't know how Colin Cowherd said they're not going to make the playoffs. I know he doesn't like Russ, what? but like, yeah. Wait, he, he did not say that. What? He did. No, I'll, I'll send it to you right now. I'll oh, send it to both of you. God. He put out his list of his Western Conference predictions, oh, and the Rockets were not in it. You know who I think is going to miss the playoffs? Or I don't, I'm not certain, but oh, I, I think the Portland Trailblazers could fall out of the playoffs. I know you I know you hated how their offseason went down. They over they overachieve every year, that is facts, but they just did nothing good this offseason. They added no good defensive wings. They added nothing that was like move them up a step. They brought in Hassan Whiteside and Kent Bazemore. Like that's not going to that's, make your team better. Kent Bazemore is not terrible, but he's nothing great. They signed I Mario Hazonia. I honestly Gasol. like Evan I like Evan Turner almost better at this point than Kent Bazemore and they traded him for yeah. him. Yeah, yeah exactly. Evan Turner was a really good locker room guy too. Yeah. But just their starting lineup, obviously they have the stacked backcourt, but CJ McCollum had that injury scare last year. If something happens to him this year, they they'll have Rodney Hood and Kent Bazemore running the two and the three. And they have Zach Collins projected to start the four. He's solid, but can he step into the starter role and succeed right away? And we all know about Hassan. We've we've as Eastern Conference viewers, Nick and I have seen enough of Hassan Whiteside. So we know we know he's we know that's well we know uh, ready or not, <laughs> the Blazers might fall off this year. Yeah, I had a lot of Blazers fans saying that they think people are underrating them, and I think I might be with you guys how people may even be overrating them to an extent. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I just. The, I, their I agree. Western with Conference final run was a fluke. I agree with Nick. Their their roster is I don't know. I don't think they had a great offseason. Dame is a monster. He's so good. I think CJ's a little underrated by people. He just gets you buckets when you need them. And plays but really hard. He, he mm-hmm. just play, like they're just they're just both great players. But it's really that like they're like they go up against a team like like again it comes down to is Hassan Whiteside like going to stop better. Anthony? I think I like them a little bit better too. Is Hassan Whiteside going to stop like an Anthony Davis? Who won the Blazers guards like Paul George or Kawhi Leonard? Who does that? 
They, they don't even have good a, wing defenders. They don't have they no lost anymore either. Yeah, and Aminu. Those yeah, we forget about the Aminu loss. Yeah, like Aminu and Arcos were underrated losses. Mm, I agree. So I think we've hit on everyone. All right, the last team we're gonna we haven't hit on yet is the reigning uh, West Finals uh, participants or uh, NBA Finals participants from the West, and that's the Warriors. So I know a lot of people are saying. I mean, I've seen people saying they're going to miss the playoffs. I've seen some people saying, oh, they'll be just as good. I've seen Curry's going to win MVP. So what do you guys think? Which one of these narratives do you think is the most likely scenario for the Warriors? I can see Curry winning MVP. I don't think it's, like, very likely, but he's going to have to carry. So he will have some, like, crazy pre-KD-type numbers. The efficiency might take a drop here or there because he will be tired. This man will be running and shooting a lot. But with D'Lo next to him, that will help alleviate some of the uh, playmaking pressure off him. And I think as long as they have Curry, Draymond, and Clay, you can never count them out, even though Clay will be out for a while. Yeah, uh, I'm super excited because obviously I hated the Warriors when they had KD, KD's the snake, all that stuff. But I love, I <laughs> you love. You really that. hold a grudge, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I love watching Curry play, especially when he's unrestricted. It's just hit. that MVP Curry season was so fun to watch. I had so much fun watching some of their games. Uh, that shot like he hit against the Thunder. I wasn't even mad about that. That was ridiculous. Um, but he's just fun. I'm so excited to see Curry come back. I love D'Angelo Russell. I think he's a really solid player. There, I think there's no way in hell a team like the Warriors misses the playoffs, no matter how, even if they are missing Clay. A starting lineup of Curry, D'Angelo Russell, but like, they cut Alfonso McKinney, so like Glenn Robinson. Um, Alec Burks, maybe. Alec Burks, maybe. I think uh, he'll be like their bench scorer, Alec Burks. Yeah, Thunder alum. Uh, you've got <laughs> Draymond, who's always solid. Uh, and then is aren't Stein and Looney both hurt to start the season? I know back? Stein is. I've been checking. I think Looney's healthy now, it looks like. Is he healthy? The, the ESPN website. Okay. And then, I mean, having Looney start. Marquise that... Chris, baby. Marquise Chris. They signed oh, him. They cut McKinney so they can they keep like Chris. Him. They do like him. Marquise Chris is so bad. Maybe I don't know if run much. I kind of like Jordan Poole. I liked him at Michigan. I do like Jordan Poole. Uh, he got broke twice. <laughs> twice the three seasons. <laughs> by... Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, hopefully that's not side of things to come for him but no i like him a lot he's a good player so i don't i don't see any possible way the war the golden state warriors missed the playoffs there's no way no not with steph curry on that team i don't care if, if they're in the west or not i don't think steph curry's gonna miss the playoffs yeah no all right so before we move on to some general topics um some i've had a lot of questions about some of these bad teams so i'm gonna do a little bit of rapid fire with you guys real quick so uh both of you just give me an answer you don't have to elaborate too much uh, Booker or Towns, which one of those players could you see having enough of their shitty teams and wanting out? Probably Towns. Towns is bit the the Timberwolves. They got Jimmy Butler. They were supposed to be this like sudden powerhouse team. They gave Andrew Wiggins a ton of money to just beat up on the Thunder every like twenty games, um, and he stopped caring about basketball. Uh, I feel like just. The Timberwolves just can't do anything. They just can't build around Towns. At least the Suns are like... I don't know, dude. The Suns have the top five pick every single season. And at least somehow win 13 games every year. <laughs> I mean, okay, the Suns did lose. The the, almost, Bulls, the Wolves at least made the playoffs one time. The Suns did lose over 60 games all season and spent a whole season tanking. 
to end up with Cameron Johnson and Dario Saric and Ricky Rubio making $17 million a year, I think. That's uh, a shit show there. Mar- <laughs> Marcin Gortat went on Polish podcast. Oh, I saw that earlier. And said that, quote, I don't know how well this was translated, but he said that the Suns were, quote, unquote, a brothel on wheels. That is how he described them. Very shit show. They if really I was Booker, are. I would have requested a trade two seasons ago. Yeah. But can, Booker, I get, can I tell you guys the take I heard on Twitter today? Sure. And I feel bad because this is from a guy I kind of respect, but I was uh, talking in one of my basketball chats about like uh, most improved player candidates, and this man told me Ricky Rubio was a most improved player most candidate. Most improved player? What, what else is he going to do? <laughs> More flashy passes. Like, I don't know what Ricky Grow Rubio... longer facial hair. How many points did he average last season? I don't. I don't feel like Ricky. I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look that up real quick. But I don't I'm think. Pretty sure Ricky Rubio's hit his ceiling as an I NBA think he player. Said last season he averaged 12 points and six assists. What did, to get most improved? This man would have to get like 20 points a game. Ricky. Do Rubio. they expect Ricky Rubio averaging over 15 points and like eight assists? That'd be ridiculous. I don't. It's just not gonna happen. Like, I don't know. I do think. I still think Cat, um, because Cat is. I think he's a better player than Booker. I think Cat's probably the third best center in the league. I'd say. Yeah, that's fair. And he's he's so good. Offensively, he can do everything. Pick up the phone, Danny. I mean, I feel like I feel like at some point Towns is just gonna be like, I can't do this. If the Celtics got Cat, it's a wrap. I'm telling you that right now. (laughs) If they got Cat, he they they would it would be them Sixers Bucks. That is a three team big three team race right there. Cat insane. Cat's just Ennis Cantor without political opinions, if we're being real. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, oh I, feel, I feel bad for Towns. Wiggins, he joined a team with Wiggins, who had just come off a rookie of the year season. He was super hyped, and then he just stopped caring about basketball. They traded Zach Levine. Uh, they tra- they traded, Laurie, looking back on that Jimmy Butler trade, they traded Laurie Markinen, Chris Dunn, and Zach Levine for Jimmy a Butler. Season. For season half of Jimmy Butler. And they get Robert Covington and Dario Sarge to trade Dario away. So they, they traded Levine, Markinen, Don, Butler, and um Yeah, so those guys for essentially Robert Covington. That's so crazy. That's so bad. Like I don't I don't think that I think the Suns are definitely a worse run organization, but the, it feels like the term I do like them getting Jarrett Culver. I think he's gonna be a good player. Yeah. But I don't know. I just feel like I could. Booker seems like someone who wants to just like win where he's at, but I feel like Towns could. If someone's going to request a trade, it's going to be Towns over time. But I could absolutely see Booker this season. They show no improvement, and he just snaps. He's like, "Get me out of here." Yeah, he says too many double teams. Get me the hell out of here. <laughs> yeah, I keep getting double team. Ricky <laughs> Rubio. Ricky <laughs> Rubio is not having the most improved player season that I was hoping he would have. Can you please trade me? <laughs> yeah, honestly. Right, what else we got? Uh, okay, so we're going to move on to our award finalist predictions. But before we do that, one last general topic kind of thing. So I got this uh, request from one of my friends on Twitter. He said, which team do you guys consider the best League Pass team? So not necessarily good, but just super fun to watch. And if you're on League Pass and your team's not playing, you might go on there and watch their games for the fun of it. So mm-hmm. who do you guys got for that? I think we might have a similar answer here. Yeah, Pelicans. So, yeah, yeah. Give, give me two then. Give me two. Okay, Pelicans uh, and Hawks. Probably Pelicans and Hawks, yeah. No, DeAndre they're, Hunter, I gotta watch the boy. They're, they're both very fun to watch. Um, and then the obviously, gun. the Warriors will be fun with Curry just kind of 
chucking shots up and D'Lo. But the Pelicans, especially when Zion, like when Zion's back, you've got Lonzo throwing lobs to Zion. They've just got athleticism. Jackson Hayes is awesome to watch. Just try and block the shit out of everyone. Um, Speaking of most improved, Lonzo Ball question mark? That new jumper maybe? Hmm? I don't know. I could see it. Um, I don't I'm know a if, big Lonzo fan. I'm a big Lonzo fan. I also don't know who's going to pull off most improved. Um, I feel like, is that something Scary Terry. Ryan? Scary it, Terry. Oh my yeah. god, no. We can, start off, we can start off with MIP. We were going to do awards predictions, but we can start off with MIP. What do you guys think? Scary Terry Rozier, baby. Wait, I mean, by, by default, he might get it just because he's going to have the volume. His you know? usage rate's going to be like 70. Like, his efficiency may not be Terry anywhere Rose- close to <laughs> league average, but I mean, if he's getting all those shots, I mean, some of them have to go in, you would think. Terry Rozier is going to average 17 points, 17 or 18 points per game. On around 41% shooting and like 30, 37 from three, 36 like, maybe. Yeah, like we're like not great from three. The Hornets are gonna be a shit show. It's gonna be honestly their league pass team to watch just because it'll be fun. He puts um, up numbers though. He'll get like seven rebounds and seven assists too, just because whenever mm-hmm. he starts, he puts up those numbers. Yeah. Uh, for me, most improved player. I don't know. Um, I'm trying to think of a team that could. I'll give you one oh, real quick while while you're pondering. Uh, Shy right. Gilgis Alexander. Oh, beautiful! I would love to see that. I don't think it'll happen. I mean, if we trade people early, maybe that could. I happen. think if you tra- I think if you trade Chris Paul and you ship Schroeder out to a contender that needs some bench help, I could see Alexander just like they're just saying, "Bro, just go, do whatever the hell you want, just like let it loose." And I could see him putting up some pretty good numbers because he's a tall guy. He can he can rebound. He can he can do a little bit of everything. I think. Mm, no, he's. Uh, oh, I'm so excited watching the preseason. I'm so excited to watch him play. Um, but no, I could see it. I would love to see that, of course. Um, Dejounte Murray could be a sneaky one, just because he like I expect him to be really good coming off injury. Like OG Ananobi, maybe. Um, mm. If Karis LeVert yeah. can get production. There's some wings on the Raptors who will get a lot bigger, like Norman Powell maybe or someone. Yeah, I also see. Up. I could also see the Jays on the Celtics if Brown and Tatum take that next step. I think they're definitely in that conversation too. Something like that. Yeah, I can see it. Okay, so uh, we're gonna do two more things so we can wrap this up. So each of you, MVP, who do you got? Connor, you're first. Um, I said earlier. Uh, I feel like Joe Embiid. He's got a narrative. Uh, he put up ridiculous stats last season. And I feel like if the the Sixers take the one seed like I expect them to, I think he'll take it. All right, Nick. Um, I think Giannis might run it back. Honestly, I I don't see any reason why he'll decline. If anything, maybe his shooting will get a little better. Yeah. He'll have he'll have to score a little more with Brogdon gone. So I think he could take it again this year. Yeah, I could see that. All right. I mean, the the Sixers fan of me wants to say uh, Embiid, of course, but I'm gonna switch it up. I'm gonna go Steph Curry. I, like I think that. if I think if the Warriors can pull off a top three seed. And Curry has the numbers that he put up, similar to his MVP and pre Durant like uh, years. I really think that um, he could be a surprise candidate. Like I know a lot of people have him, but he's not like I don't know. He's usually just not in the conversation with like Harden and Giannis, just because of the guys he has around him. And mm-hmm. now that he doesn't have a Durant or Clay, and he and Draymond Green's their third best player, arguably. I think that uh, Curry's definitely gonna have to have a lot more weight on his shoulders, and I think he's up for the challenge too. No, if anyone can pull it off, I think it's him. He's he's gonna average like 35 a game and shoot like like 15 threes. It's gonna be fantastic to watch. Agreed. All right, so uh, last thing we're gonna do before we wrap it up is I want each of your conference final predictions, your NBA final predictions, and who wins it all. Uh, all right, Nick, you wanna go first? Or you want me to go first? All right, I'll shoot. I'll shoot. I'm gonna say I'm gonna go. 
I'm just I'm hoping this happens. I'm honestly more so predicting Lakers Clippers out of the West in the Western Conference Finals because that'd be super hype, and I'll have the Clippers winning that series. In the East, I'll have it be a uh, I'll put I'll say Sixers Celtics just to be just Ooh, to be fun. I, I like that. Just, just so I'll say one of them knock off the Bucks early before it, and I'll just say Sixers for now because I don't think we'll be able to stop Embiid. And in the finals, I'm going to go with, if they're all healthy, I'm going to go with the Clippers over the Sixers and I'll say seven. All right, Connor. Uh, I'm feeling something similar. Uh, I don't know if the, I think the the two best teams in the end from the West, I don't know how seeding will work out, but I'm going to go with Lakers Clippers in the West as well. And East, I think it's hard for me not to say Sixers Bucks. I think the Sixers come out of that. I think the West is going to be tough. I never want to bet against LeBron, but I think the Clippers are just flat out the better team right now, so I'll go Clippers. And I think I think the Sixers pull it off. I think the Sixers win in seven. Uh, I think they'll have home court advantage because they'll they won't rest as many players. And I think Joel Embiid adds a Finals MVP to his MVP, and the process is complete. Man, you should. I think you want to change over to a Sixers fan now. I got a couple. Of, I got some gear you can wear. Man, I I got to root for. I got to like hope for something to happen because nothing's happened with the Thunder this season. All right, and then mine, I'm going to change up a little bit. I'm going to say that the Lakers and Clippers get that first-round matchup that we were hoping for as a 4-5, mm. so one of them gets knocked out. I'm going to have Clippers and Rockets as my uh, Western Conference Finals, and East, I'm going to go Sixers-Bucks. And I'm going to say Rockets and Sixers in the Finals. Ooh, okay. I think, I don't know, I really think it could work out. And I'm, the Clippers, the only thing that worries me is they have some guys with some health issues. You have Kawhi, you know, his whole spiel he had a couple years ago. And you have Paul Paul George's shoulder, and I think if one of those two guys are out, I think the Rockets are a much better team. Mm. And I'm going to go with Connor here. I'm going to have my Sixers winning it all, even though I still think the Rockets could pull it off. But I'm going to go Sixers and Six. Ah, all right. But I think that's going to wrap it up for us, guys. I really hope you guys enjoyed what we talked about. I think we covered pretty much every team. I'm sorry to Hornets fans, Wizards fans, Grizzlies. I mean, I can run this stuff real quick. Hornets, they're going to be garbage. Uh, Wizards, they've got Beal. They'll be fun to watch some nights. Uh, I think Hachimura is going to be good. Grizzlies are young, might be garbage. but John Morant will be cool. The Grizzlies fans, you want them to be garbage, though. I think Ja and uh, Uh, JJJ are going to be really fun. Really the good. And Brandon Clark. The Celtics like might get Clark. their pick though, because they got some sort of protection. So oh, oh yeah, it, for them. Yeah, cl- I, I don't know the exact protections, but that'll be something to watch. Yeah. What other teams didn't we talk? I feel like we talked about most other teams outside of them. Yeah, uh, we, we there might be off a, with the Cavs. So yeah, we got we got we got about everybody. I think <laughs> there might be a team so irrelevant that we're forgetting. No, I'm looking through the standings. I think we covered at least at least like mentioned every team. Yeah, we we mentioned yeah. everyone. I think. Yeah, yeah, we uh we hope to do more stuff like this because we all three of us have talked about doing some kind of basketball podcast or something because we always talk about this stuff in real life. Like we played basketball together the other day and then sat around for an hour and talked about basically the same things we're talking about now. So we hope you guys enjoyed listening and I'm I hope you guys had a good time talking for the last hour and a half or so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Leave any leave any feedback, you know, we can improve moving forward. Yeah, yeah. and hopefully hopefully we'll have a name by the next time we record. I don't know. I might yeah. that's name suggestions, uh leave them. Com- leave them in the comments. Yeah. Yeah, but um, but for uh Nightmare Ninja Ninja Scott season, we got uh three is it three cone underscore? Is that your Twitter handle? Uh, I think it's three underscore cone. I'll three check real cone. quick. Uh yep, that's it. And, and then uh, Nick Nick and one. Nick and one underscore. Yes. Oh, Add that underscore in for good measure. But for the three of us, uh, we thank you for listening and hope to hear from you guys soon. Thank you. See you guys.